Welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. And in our episode this week, we are following immediately one week after last week's episode, rather than waiting in our customary two weeks, to do an overall review of Season 3. So, quick recap of the 24 episodes and what they brought for us. We got the Blessing Way and Paperclip right off the bat, which established the alien connection with the smallpox vaccination and how the government was using that to collect tissue samples from huge portions of the population, as you know, well as establishing the wounds to Scully's sister and massive damage that she took. Episode 3 was DPO, which didn't contribute tremendously to the larger narrative, although it was interesting to see both Giovanna Ribisi and Jack Black in the episode together. Episode 4 was Clyde Brookman's Final Repose, in which Peter Boyle gave an Emmy-winning performance as Clyde Brookman, and Darren Morgan started writing one of the more comedic episodes that he would become so well-known for that really helped shape the variety of episodes that we could tell in the series. Next up was The List, which was a dark look at interiors of prisons, where an inmate is killing people who sent him to the electric chair from beyond the grave, establishing that some Haitian beliefs that are typically treated as superstition today, including by a lot of the Haitians themselves, are fully functional and established parts of the X-Files universe. Then we had Too Shy, in which overweight women are being pursued by a fat-sucking vampire. The Walk is where we have a quadruple amputee using his telekinetic abilities to kill and otherwise assault people that he feels have wronged him or that he just wants to hurt. Oubliette is the one in which there's a psychic connection between the serial killer's current and past victims that enables them to follow up on the case and leads them to the killer. Nisei and 731 have an alien autopsy that establish that a lot of these alien abductions that people are reporting on may just be government experiments conducted in trains as a result of an alien autopsy. We get Revelations, which is more Scully's end, sort of believing in the religious and the the Christian beliefs, as she's trying to protect a boy whose death could trigger the coming Armageddon, at least in some beliefs. War of the Coprophages was the next episode. Episode 12 marks the halfway point of the season. It's another Darren Morgan comedic episode that also has you know, a lot of very amusing and enjoyable references to H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Now, Sizzy G was episode 13. Again, not part of the overall narrative. It's more about witchcraft being real in the X-Files universe and showing us Lisa Robin Kelly and Ryan Reynolds in there before they were stars' turns. Grotesque is another one of the serial killer who claims to have killed people while under the influence of a demon with phenomenal cinematography, and Kurtwood Smith is a guest star. Piper Maru and Apocrypha reintroduce Crycheck and give us the black oil for the first time. Pusher introduces us to James Patrick Modell, who's able to convince people to do what he wants them to do simply by speaking to them. Teso dos Pichos is one of the most difficult ones to shoot, where we've got, you know, a sacred cursed urn from a South American dig brought into Boston. Episode 19, Hell Money, brings us a young Lucy Liu in a look at organ trading in a completely non-supernatural episode. Jose Chong's From Outer Space is episode 20, which is one of the more comedic episodes again, and you know, it really riffs on Rashomon and reality TV and reputations and all of this. 
Avatar gives us a lot more background into Skinner and his background when he becomes the prime suspect in the murder of a prostitute. Quagmire is the first that's really vague on the location and uses not just a fictitious town, but no indication of which state it's in, as you're looking for a Loch Ness-type monster. Wetwired establishes a government attempt at mind control and some of the relationships between X and other characters. And then finally, Talitha Kumi established a past relationship between the cigarette-smoking man and Mulder's mother, introduces Jeremiah Smith, and brings the alien bounty hunter back in sort of the same role he's always had, just with a new target. So overall, it's one of the strongest seasons in terms of quality, even though we didn't have a lot of the sort of accidental contributions to the big picture that we had in the first two seasons. This is also the season that was eligible for the major awards in 1996. So this won several primetime Emmys, including Outstanding Cinematography for John S. Bartley for Grotesque, Outstanding Guest Actor for Peter Boyle in Clyde Brookman's Final Repos, Outstanding Sound Mixing for Nisei, Outstanding Writing for Darren Morgan for Clyde Brookman's Final Repos, Outstanding Sound Editing for a Series, also credited to Nisei. There's about 20 people to name in those. They're all listed on the IMDb under awards. Under nominations, it was also nominated for Outstanding Art Direction for Jose Chong's From Outer Space, for Outstanding Lead Actress for Gillian Anderson as Dana Scully, and for Outstanding Drama, which was again credited to the producers, so Chris Carter, Bob Goodwin, Howard Gordon, Joseph Patrick Finn, Rob Bowman, Kim Manners, and Paul Rabwin. Now, the other major awards are the Golden Globes. In that year, it was nominated for Best Performance for both David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, although neither of them won in that particular year. It had won the Golden Globe for Best Television Series in the 1995 awards. So this is where things really start to turn, and this is the year where the general population took clear and undeniable notice of the series. And that is going to build to some major decisions that will be made during the course of season four that we will get into when we deal with that season specifically starting next week. In the meantime, you can rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. You can send email for feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. And in the meantime, thank you for listening.